Welcome back, everyone, to the ninth episode of the Painted Area NBA podcast. I'm Jacob Stark, joined here with my co-host, Garland Reading, both writers for tiebreakersports.net. You can find us on Instagram, at the Painted Area, and on Twitter, just at Painted Area. Today is June 12th, 2021. We'll be going over our news and notes. And then playoff basketball for the second series has started. Um, got some surprising moments, some players are going off, some players are, you know, staying behind a little mm-hmm. bit than what they're capable of, um, so we'll be going in depth on that, and it's going to be great, it's going to be a good podcast. Yeah, we'll see you guys there. Alright, getting into the news and notes, uh, first up we have James Harden, who's dealing with a hamstring injury, uh, he left in game one for this injury, and it did not return and has not played since. We don't really know the details, but he probably won't play for the rest of the series unless they all of a sudden need him. What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking if um, you know, if the the Nets won Game Three, you know they were up three zero, it's just they should have just you know arrested him for that uh, entire series. But um, I don't know. It's hard to say because of all the all the information we have. We don't have a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think. I mean, if the Bucks win the second game, or or their fourth game actually, um, the Bucks second win. I mean, I could see him coming back in Game Five, maybe Game Six if yeah, maybe if needed. I mean, you know, Milwaukee is does not look great this series. Like their win against uh, Brooklyn, it was a win, but it didn't. It, they didn't look good. Mm-mm. I wouldn't. I, I definitely wouldn't call it a. Uh, like it wasn't a blowout. Like if I'm a Milwaukee fan, I'm not. I'm not like, oh man, we won that game. We can now win the series. So I mean, the Milwaukee fans were cheering like they won the lottery. Uh, yeah, because they won a game. But <laughs> do you think that that they're really like, oh yeah, we can win a series now. We can win another three games. I mean, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you had Milwaukee in five. <laughs> well, I did have Milwaukee in five, but. That was before Milwaukee started shooting 20% from three. Um, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Bryn Forbes, is because he got inducted into the Planet Area Hall of Fame, he didn't. He, he now feels that he doesn't need to hit threes anymore. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. They just don't seem like the same Milwaukee Bucks. Hopefully they change it for game four, but... Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah, so... I mean, hamstrings are, t- are tricky, so... He, I, I would expect him to be out for this series unless they really need him. Um, but, you know, he could come back. He could try and push it. We don't really know the details of the injury. So, mm-hmm. moving on. You can take this one. Danny Green, who got hurt last night. Danny Green played three minutes, went out with a ham, not a hamstring, sorry, a, a calf strain, uh, did not return. I mean, he did return, but on the bench with the boot. Um, the you know, boot. you never like to see players injured, but at least it's not Joel, right? Um, he had a few scares. He had. Oh my goodness! You have to. You have to see the. The fall I was talking about. Right? Yeah, I, was, I didn't. I didn't see this fall. He went right over Capella and straight on his back, and you know, even though he landed straight on his back, people thought he tore both of his ACLs. Um, uh, He would figure out a way to do that. Yeah, somehow. um, There's a lot of 
scary sights last night in the Sixers game. Tobias um, hit his head on a camera. Dude, somehow, <laughs> the cameraman saw him coming towards him and just decided not to move. Yeah, I feel like the cameraman, you got to be prepared for all situations, you know? Because obviously there's going to be an instance in your career where a player comes diving at you, so you gotta be, you got to be ready, you know? Yeah. I'd be ready to move. That's the player's health. You could be the reason that a player ends up being uh, out for a series or maybe the finals. But yeah. You know, so. Danny Green. But he's okay, which is good. Doc Rivers says he's probably not going to play game two, which is, you know, it's it's all right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what he needs. You know, Sixers don't have a lack of three-point shooting without Danny Green. So, mm-hmm. but having him is definitely nice. Mm-hmm. Now, a more impactful injury is DeAndre Hunter. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? More impactful injury. It is a more impactful injury. I mean, it's just the way you phrased it. What? It is a more impactful injury. You're not wrong. But it's By a lot. Now. The more Go on. Go on, yeah. What's your problem? DeAndre right. Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. You know, this is a guy that he, he you know. Buns. <laughs> he's good. He's solid, yeah. He's, he's solid. solid. He, he's a starter. I mean, and uh, he's done for the year. What kind of injury? I don't remember. Uh, meniscus. Oh, yeah, meniscus. He tore it, I right? think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did it, wasn't he yeah, drafted after Cam Reddish? Had to. Um, the Duke hype was insane. Yeah. No, he was the pick. They, uh, they traded Luka away. Mm-hmm. And then got the pick that they used for DeAndre Hunter. Solid. Um, so they traded Luka Doncic for Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter. Which obviously sucks, but it's it's actually not that imbalanced when you think about, like, trades. Like, I'd rather see Luka on the Mavs than Trey well, Young, yeah. you know. But, and that, and the, that trade, I don't think it's terribly imbalanced. No. Um... Yeah, but I mean, like last night, the starting small forward for the uh, Atlanta Hawks was Solomon Hill. Who? Yeah. <laughs> who, uh, he put up he had like, one point. He had like four fouls, too. Yeah, he had uh, he had three fouls and one point and one rebound. That's better than Breton's. Well, yeah. But that's not a very high bar. Um, that's extremely low. Yeah, so I mean, DeAndre Hunter is is out, and you know he the Hawks though they have a lot of depth. They've got Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan, so, before you, before you go on, excuse me, but that man doesn't miss. Yeah, Bogdan just doesn't really. I feel like he's one of those guys I've never seen him miss. Him, Reggie Bullock, Bryn actually, Forbes, no, Reggie. Reggie sold the last game, game five. Yeah, but before that, I'd never seen Oh, it was crazy. I'd yeah. never seen the guy miss. Who's the third one you said? Uh, Bryn Forbes. Before the series. True. <laughs> Bryn Forbes. Um, yeah, man. Knockdowns. Um, but yeah, I was watching last night. Gallinari makes every single difficult shot, but misses every single wide open shot. Yeah, I mean, Gallinari, like, you were saying, you were saying this last night, uh, he like last year he was really good, and the you year saw before him I mean during the Clippers he yeah. was he he was putting up like all star type numbers, and then he just completely fell off with the Hawks. So I mean he's a guy that could go off in in a uh, playoff game, you mm-hmm. know. 
Like, he had 17 last night, but he could... He's a guy that could easily get 30, you know? He had that one game where he went, where he had, like, six or seven threes or something. Yeah, like I mean, he could do that. Back in the se- back in the regular season. They're paying him. They're True. paying him. I mean, he went 0 for 4 from 3 for last night. That is, he's got to do a little bit better there, but... Mm-hmm. They're paying him a lot of money. He can do it. Um, yeah, so. Moving on. The uh, Pacers coach. Uh, how do you say his name? Nate Bjorken? Sure. I think, sure. So. Yeah. I think that's how you say his name. Nate um, Bjorken. Uh, he got fired. This is not really a shocker. Um, you know, the Pacers, were they were very, very injured this season. Um but they still still solid, still, team, though, still solid team, a very solid team going into next year. If they can get T.J. Warren back, Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, Sabonis. I mean, we've talked about this. They could be like the Jazz of next of of uh, next seat of the East, yeah, because they've got um, uh, so balanced. Yeah, they're so balanced. Malcolm Brogdon, T.J. Warren, Demontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, Karis LeVert, and Karis LeVert, yeah. And Dougie McBuckets, off Dougie the McBuckets bench. off the bench. That's like, like a Joe Ingles type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I think, I think the the Pacers could be the Jazz of next year, definitely. Um, and probably bring in bring in um, Terry Scotts. Could bring in Terry Stotts, Chauncey Billups, Sam Cassell, Jason Kidd. Those are the big names. Oh, Jason Kidd. Um, with. Oh yeah, he withdrew his name, his name yeah. from the Portland. Damian Lillard said that he wanted Jason Kidd. He he literally said Jason Kidd is the coach that I want. He said Jason. those blat those blatant words. Jason and no. uh, Jason Kidd literally said no. He literally said, "I am withdrawing myself from that coaching vacancy." <laughs> wow. I feel bad for now, Dame. Now Dame's leaving. I feel bad he for Dame. He could go to LA just for Kidd. If he doesn't, um, well, kid's gonna get a coaching job, probably. Probably, honestly, kid I'd will rather, probably get a coaching job. I'd rather have other coaches, but I would too. But he's a big name. All the big names get hired and then fired in three years. True. Um, Steve Clifford. Yeah, Steve Clifford. <laughs> what? Just Steve Clifford. Um, yeah, he's not gonna get hired again. Yeah, Steve Clifford is probably... He'll get an assistant job. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he'll get an assistant job. Um, NBA handed out some tampering fines to uh, Pat Riley and Daryl Morey. (laughs) It's so... Okay, for the Daryl Morey, it was like Steph made a comment on Seth's um, game... Game 5? Yeah, where he went off. Where he went off for 30. And Darren Morey tweeted, join him. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. It's such a Daryl Morey thing to do. And then, like, come on, 75K? Like, that is excessive. Dude, like, that is so excessive. My thoughts on the tampering is everyone does it. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Just, like, you're not allowed fired. to talk about another player. Like, the NBA, they find people over literally anything they want. I mean, if you want to talk about tampering, like, talk to LeBron. That man is le GM. Yeah, well, the players can do whatever they want, but Le GM. Yeah, LeBron is 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 Le GM. Um, Kuzma's out of there. I mean, uh, I don't know why you're not allowed to. Uh, it's it's just like let let him play, you know. Like if uh, 
You know, Steph doesn't have to respond. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. What's the difference? Like, they can make their decision then, and they or they can make their decision in the offseason. Is it really going to make that much of a difference, having mm-hmm. people say they should, having a GM publicly say you should join my team? Like, is it really that going to make that much of a difference? I don't know. I think it's kind of dumb. NBA is just on a power trip finding people, as they always are. True, actually. So you're still, you're still, uh, still mad about yeah, the, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, about the ref stuff, the David yeah. David Griffin, yeah. David Griffin shouldn't have gotten fined. David Fisdale going back a few years shouldn't have gotten fined. Nobody should get fined for <laughs> calling out the officials because they don't do a good job. <laughs> that is true. They don't do a good job, so you should be able to call them out on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, NBA. Okay, my employee doesn't do well, so this guy. Who, so my client calls my employees out, but I just find my client. True. Like, like you know, the, the David Fisdale thing, like, he didn't say specific refs. He, he wasn't... I don't know. He wasn't really implying about the refs that in that game. Just overall, he was like, yeah, the refs... He gave statistics. I mean, he gave literal... He just gave statistics. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean... Uh, it's 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 just it's just crazy to me, like your client says that your employees do don't do a good job, and then you find your client. Like in what world is that acceptable? In what world <laughs> is that acceptable? Very... Like just it's <laughs> like in what world? It's just it's just kind of ridiculous. Last but not least, on the news and notes, awards came out. <sighs> For, I'm sorry, Defensive Player of the Year goes to Rudy Gobert. Well-deserved. Deserved? Uh, not the outcome I wanted. Um, yeah. But deserved, you know. Deserved. Three, three times. And ben Simmons also deserved it, but... It's, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on to the surprised, very surprising award. Um, Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. We, you know, we had a very long debate on this topic last podcast to that that I had to cut short. Yeah, it was because <laughs> it got it got just crazy, and I I my my vote went to Quinn Snyder, Garland's went to Monty Williams, but I made the argument. I was like, you know, Tom Thibodeau could win it, and then Garland was like, oh no way, Tom Thibodeau can't win it. Tom Thibodeau, <laughs> your coach of the year, New York Knicks. Um, well deserved. I think so. Second Coach of the Year award, he had one back in... Back with Chicago. Chicago, like yeah. 10, 2010 or something? I have no idea. Something like <laughs> something like that with Chicago. Um, Tibbs, big Tibbs. I th- honestly, this is the, like the, the first real coach New York has had in a very long time. Um, yeah. Like, who do they have? Oh, David Fizio, of course. Um, but yeah, Tibbs changed the the game around. I wish they could have done better in the playoffs. But I mean, like you learn from your yeah mistakes. It is a regular season award. Um, you know they were supposed to be absolute crap. Finishes a four seed. So I, I I don't I don't think that um next year I don't think they'll be top five though. I think we'll they, see. I think they'll still make the playoffs. We'll see. They proved everyone wrong. I think it. Year. I think it depends on Julius Randle. You know, yeah. I think if he, I think he could definitely progress. He's still young. Is he, he's like twenty six, isn't he? Twenty six. Twenty 
26, 27. So I think, hold on, let me look this up. I think he's 26. It, like, I remember looking it up, and he was, and thinking he was younger than uh, I thought. Julius Randle is 26, 26 years old. So, I mean, he's just he's entering his prime. his prime. So, I mean, he could still progress next year, maybe even the year after. And, you know, they could add a piece this offseason. I think the Knicks could go places. They could sign a, I don't know, someone or trade someone. Yeah. We'll probably do a podcast yeah. segment later on, like, the best free agents, but mm-hmm. not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, now, last but not least, MVP. The Joker. Everyone saw this coming. It was so obvious that this was going to be the outcome that someone put their vote in for Derrick Rose. Respect, actually. Um, love to see a little bit of Derrick Rose love now, here and there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Joker so, deserved it. Joker deserved it. He won overwhelmingly. Curry got a few votes. Obviously, Derrick Rose got a vote. I think Giannis got a couple of votes, but... I was I was looking at this and some people like I was uh, checking Twitter after, even though we say he deserved it. No, of course he deserved it, but like some people said, he, it's the most undeserving MVP. Yeah, see, I think that's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous, but I, I feel like it's not undeserving. I feel like, I mean, a bunch of it had to do with every a lot of MVP caliber players getting injured. You know, like LeBron and Bead. Harden for a little bit. Eh. Yeah, I mean... Game, not really hurt, but... You know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It's just like... It still deserved it. I, yeah, I, I just don't think you can argue putting your vote in for any other player. So, I think he deserved it. He, I mean, he had an incredible season. And, and the Nuggets did so well. swept in the second round. Well, we'll, we'll get into that next. <laughs> where we take a deep look into every playoff series. So, now going into a deeper look into every series that's going on, we have four series in the conference semifinals, starting off with the Sixers and Hawks. Sixers lost game one. Um, they were down at like by 25 at some point. Came back, actually. Yeah, it was Made a real a two good point game. game. And then choked it. Um, you know, Hawks deserved that. Trey Young went off. They didn't miss. They... They shot sixty. I think think sixty three percent that game. Yeah, I mean, you could tell that the that the series was still the Sixers is to lose because any any series where the Hawks are shooting that well against the best defense in the NBA, that's yeah. not gonna that's that's not gonna hold. You know, they had an incredible game. Yeah. Um, um, game two, Sixers won uh, by a decent amount. Yeah, by like sixteen points. And B went off for forty. Um, last night was game three. Sixers won by, I believe, uh, almost 20. Yeah, almost 20. Almost 20. Um, Four, uh, what is that, 16, I think? 16. Yeah, 16. Embiid had 27, 9, 8, and 3 blocks. That is correct. Um, you know, before that, he was averaging 39.5 points per game for that series. Um, played really well. Our defense was nice. Um, hit some, hit some good shots. Everybody yeah. got some points up on the board. Fifty-eight percent from the field for Philadelphia last night, and forty-eight percent from three. So, 
if they're shooting that well on offense, you know they're playing that well on defense. They're going to win that game. Uh, still Sixers and five. I mean, I I, I said it at the beginning. Um, this was when uh, Joel was hurt and didn't know he would play. Um, but still, now he's playing, so Sixers and five. Yeah, I mean, I think five could happen. Maybe the Hawks get another one. I don't know. But this is the Sixers series in my eyes. Uh, I think, I definitely think the loss of DeAndre Hunter is is pretty big because, you know, Solomon Hill is in there. Guys have to play more minutes. Um, and I don't think the loss of Danny Green is really going to affect the Sixers at all. And Seth Curry just, he, he seems to just go off every game. Like, even last night he had, you know, 12 points on 5 of 10. Like, he's very efficient. Mm-hmm. And Furkan Korkmaz had 14 Dude, points. He's insane. Like, the Turkish man. Yeah. Um, and Ben Simmons, you know, people give him a lot of hate, but other than the free throws, he looks pretty good this series. Um, mm-hmm. And what did he shoot? He shot he shot fifty percent free throws. That's pretty bad. But you know, fourteen points, seven assists. He's doing what he needs to do. Yeah, know? I mean, he's uh, yeah, he's playing really well. Um, and in defense as well, of course. Um, Matisse is stepping up. Matisse fouled out, but uh, very late. Very late, but you know, do you know what they need to do? Sixers and five. Yeah. Now I'll let you take this one, Bucks versus Nets. And you got that <laughs> well, Bucks and five. Look, prediction. I took the Bucks in five. All right. Is it now Bucks and six? No. Uh, <laughs> so let me read the Bucks's uh, three point percentages for uh, for each game here. All right. Game one. The Bucks shot 20% even from three. Bryn Forbes, we just inducted you, man. You game, game two. The Bucks shot 29% from three. Better, but still bad. <laughs> and in game three, this would load. Bear with me. <laughs> the Bucks shot. 25% from three. So all of a sudden, the Bucks decided to become a terrible three-point shooting team. Um, and like, game three was, wasn't like really low scoring. It was like Yeah, 86-83. And in game two, the Bucks only scored 86. Like, their defense, sure, they haven't played great defense. But if they're shooting 20% from three, they're not beating anybody in the playoffs. I mean, what happened? What happened mm-hmm. to their shooters? Nobody, I mean, everyone's still there. I, so, I don't know. I mean, uh, like Drew Holiday, one for four from three. Giannis has taken way too many threes. Brooke Lopez, many, one for many. five. He went one for eight. Oh, Giannis? Bryn, yeah, Bryn Forbes, 0 oh for four. Pat Conton, 0 okay. oh for one. That's, that's, Bryn Forbes, man. We just inducted you. I know. You can't, you can't do this to us. Making us look bad. Yeah. Um, Bryn Forbes put up a goose egg last night. Really? Yeah. A fat goose egg? Yeah. Zero points. Um, Come on, Bryn. Come on, Bryn. 
Oh. I mean, geez, Giannis played 43 minutes, Middleton played 44, Holiday played 45, and they still only scored 86 points. On a terrible defensive team. Yeah. That's not the Bucks that... Uh, they just need to hit their to. threes. I mean, if they if they get that up to, you know, what they should be, 45-ish percent, 40, 45%, mm-hmm. they've got a chance, and then and then they can focus on their defense. Um, I want to see this series going to seven. Yeah. Um, and also, Blake Griffin, he's decided to turn it on, um, and he's been huge like, because they needed a big man, a big, a big man. You know, he had the Lob City Blake, and then yeah. went to the Detroit Pistons. Looked, Literally looked, didn't have a single dunk looked, for like two years. Looked like he was, looked like he was on his couch retired. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> you know the, I saw this everywhere on Twitter. You know the. The WWE wrestler that like had like a fake broken leg, and then he takes off the blanket and yeah. stands up. That's literally Blake Griffin. Um, yeah, I mean, game one, Blake Griffin, eighteen points, fourteen rebounds, on fifty four percent shooting. He was dunking that and dunking on everyone too. Yeah, and then game two, Blake Griffin, he had seven and eight. But on seventy-five percent shooting, three for four, so that's really good. So he just decided to play really well, and if they, you know, and he he qualifies as a big man. So if the if the Nets have a big man, they're gonna do well. And but my question to you, Gong, hmm. the Nets are doing this without James Harden. Does he make a difference? Do you think? I I mean I was talking I spoke a little bit this off pod, but um. You know, with James Harden, I feel like, honestly, I feel like it kind of makes the the team somewhat, I wouldn't say worse, but uh, more difficult to run. You know, because yeah. you'll have Kyrie, KD, James Harden all doing, trying to do their own thing and um, could turn out a little bit sloppy at some points, trying to do too much. Um, but, you know, if... If this game gets tied up, um, and the, or even the Bucks take a lead, James Harden might need to step in, like we said in the news and notes. Um, it's really, I don't know, James Harden. If they win a, if they win a championship, free free ring for James Harden. You know. Yeah. He hasn't been impactful whatsoever. No, not at all. Um, not at all. Only KD's been, of course, the best player. Um. Yeah, KD's been phenomenal. This year, I mean, people say... I mean, James Harden's a better player than Kyrie, but I feel like Kyrie just works better with the Brooklyn system. He knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, having James Harden running point with that system just doesn't really work that well. Um, Kyrie at point does a lot better. I mean, at least, you know, that's what the numbers say, and that's what the, uh, the records say. Like, because... You gotta let KD work. He's playing great. You gotta let KD work. He put he put up thirty in game one. Uh, I think like thirty four in game two. Thirty two in game two, on and thirty two in game two on sixty seven percent shooting. Like KD is, he's playing insane. You gotta let him work. And then having Bruce Brown in the starting lineup instead of James Harden, it gives him some defense at least. You know. Mm-hmm. Also, Joe Harris. Joe Harris is knocked down. He's a knockdown. Joe Harris is a knockdown. But yeah, um, James so, Harden. 
we'll see if he returns or not and how how good they'll be. Um, the but it's honestly like Brooklyn. I mean, they deserve the two wins, but it's not. I feel like it's more the fact that the Bucks are just not playing as well as they sh- should be com- compared to you know Brooklyn actually being good. Brooklyn is a yeah. good team. Don't get me wrong, but of course, it's. I feel like it's more the fact that the Bucks are just terrible. Yeah, the Bucks. Um, you know, they look great against Miami, and then they decided to stop hitting threes, and all, and forgot how to defend. So, mm-hmm. I think the conference finals, if Brooklyn makes it, are going to be very interesting, which will probably be Brooklyn Philadelphia. Um, moving on, Western Conference, Jazz Clippers, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, no. I've been <laughs> preaching about Donovan Mitchell for a very long time you if you've been listening it. to the podcast. You, you all right? called it I called him an MVP candidate when a lot of people said that he was like not even all NBA. Before the hype, yeah. Way before the hype. Um, so I'd like to play a short clip here from Stephen A. Smith and what he had to say about Donovan Mitchell after these last two games of incredible performances. Let me be very clear. Where's your camera? Is that right there? Yes, sir. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Make no mistake about it. Averaging, four, I mean, what is it? Averaging like 41 in this series or yes. 52% shooting. Averaging over 32 a game for the postseason. Undefeated with him in the starting lineup because he missed game one against the Memphis Grizzlies. Dropped 50-plus last year a couple of times against the Denver Nuggets in the first round. Donovan Mitchell is D-Way 2.0. Donovan Mitchell is a closer. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. Donovan Mitchell is outplaying both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, not one or the other, both of them. And the brothers 24. Got a J, got a handle, got an NBA body, is strong, can finish at the basket, can take it to the hole, can create his own shot, can hit free throws. There's nothing that this brother cannot do. In Utah, already, I want to hear about Carl Malone. I want to hear about John Stockton. That's the best player in the history of the Jazz organization right there. I just said it, and I ain't stuttering. All right, that was Stephen A. Smith. Um, I can't say I agree yeah, no. with his take on that. No. I, I don't agree with the first part of his take, but I agree with the second part that he is an absolute superstar, and he has been a superstar all season. It's just people didn't notice because they were like, oh, Utah, they don't have a superstar. They're just well-balanced and well-coached. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. He's been a superstar, and he will be a superstar. I think... Remind me if I'm wrong, but I think last podcast you were like, you know, I mean, you might be contradicting yourself now, but I understand, but you said that the Jazz don't have like a, like a superstar caliber player. Did I say that? Something like that. But, but honestly, Hmm. you know, you're proven wrong. Well, if I said that, I meant like, you know, you're Kevin, you're you're LeBron, you're Kevin Durant, you're Giannis, you're, you're Jokic, um, you know, yeah. Donovan Mitchell's nasty. Forty-five um, points in game one. I could see him sixteen for thirty. I could see him winning MVP in the next two years. Oh, I definitely think Donovan. And the Mitchell Jazz, MVP the Jazz at some point. now, like I mean, you'll have the the Lake Show coming back. Um, but I, I would not be surprised if they were top three again. Oh, oh. absolutely. Donovan Mitchell, forty-five points on game one, thirty-seven points in game two, both games above 50% shooting and that's always been my thing you can go back with Donovan Mitchell he scores a lot of points on good percentages from both three and the field 
Who was it um that you were that you were talking trash about? Who's oh Anthony Edwards? That's it. I I don't know why. Well, you were you're talking about percentages, and every time you talk about percentages, Anthony Edwards yeah. is he 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 got better um in the second half of the year, but in the first half of the year, Anthony Edwards's percentages were you're a big terrible perc- big percentage big guy. percentages guy. <laughs> you can score fifty points a game, but if you're doing it on twenty percent shooting, it doesn't matter. Unless it was Kobe, you know. Kobe, I mean, Kobe's percentage weren't that bad. I mean, last the final game he played, didn't he take like well the final sixty game. shots or something? Yeah, the final like that? game. That's a different thing. Um, Dude, that, but, was, that was back when Gordon Hayward was on the Jazz. Man, Gordon that's, Hayward was good. Donovan Mitchell's better though. Um, uh-huh. um, but going Jordan Clarkson, just ending it off. But uh, as you heard, Stephen A. Smith said the best Jazz player to ever be on the team. Yeah, that's not true yet. Give I it a few more years and then we can talk. But I think maybe maybe if, if he wins a championship, if he gets a chip and an MVP, we'll talk. But um before before the MVP maybe a chip, he could be better than better than uh it's debatable. It's very debatable yeah. for Stockton, not Malone at all. Um Stockton. I mean Stockton wasn't he could he could score. He, he wasn't known for his defense, mostly for his playmaking. Um, but Donovan Mitchell is a—he could be the best Jazz scorer. Very debatable. Yeah, I mean, or could Jazz could go down? I mean, they're Pete Maravich, Pistol Pete. Like, what, like, what, what year is he in? Like four? Year four or yeah, five I think or something year like four. that? He's, he's very, still very young. young. He's very, very young. Um, and people—I mean, that just shows if if he, if Steve, I mean, Stephen A. Smith has some very questionable. Uh, predictions Don, and things Don, to say. Yeah. Don Mitchell is 24 years old, by the way. 24 years old, and you're already saying, you know, he's a superstar. He is. And he's one of the, not the best, but one of the best jazz players, offensively at least. All time, um, he is. All time. I mean, that's crazy. Um, like, I remember when ESPN made their, like, top 25 under 25. And Donovan Mitchell was like, I think he was like six or seven. And I was like, yeah, and I was, I was like, I I went crazy over that list. I mean, we probably talked about it. Like, he should be number one. Yeah, I was like, why is Donovan, it should be Donovan Mitchell. It should be Luka Doncic up top. Oh, then Donovan Mitchell, then Zion Williamson. Like, it should be those three. Um, Well, at the time, at the time, it should, I wasn't a big Tatum guy. Big, Big Duke guy, eh? Big Duke guy. I love Tatum. At the time, Zion and Tatum were very close. Now, Tatum's probably eclipsed him with how he's played. But honestly, I'd rather have Zion. You know? Uh, yeah, I'd probably rather have Zion. I mean, he does his percentages. Percentages, 20 years percentages. old. Percentages. Dude, if yeah. you look at the man, you're scared, you know? Yeah. Injuries, though. He's, he's very humble. He's a humble yeah. guy. So, this is interesting with this series, though. This is very... Uh, we're seeing pandemic P. Anti-jazz, though. Um... Um, everyone in the starting lineup is scoring great, but the, only one man on the bench is scoring at all, and that's Jordan Clarkson. What was the scores, if you don't mind me Oh, saying. sure. First game was 112-109, second game 117-111. It's, it's not like the Jazz are blowing them They're out. They're not blowing them out, but that's not, they don't need to blow teams out. Yeah, you know, they don't it's need like, to. I'd love to see the Clippers, I mean, the Clippers are down to the Mavericks too. Well. I mean, this is the Jazz, but like, they're, they're built for these yeah. situations, you know? I mean, listen to this. 
Don, Donovan Mitchell, 37 points. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic, 16 points. Rudy Gobert, 13. Joe Ingles, 19. Jordan Clarkson, 24. So many different players are killing you. Um, Rudy Gobert, 20 rebounds. Oof, dude. It's... I mean, on the other side of the, the other team, um, Kawhi. Oh, yeah. Kawhi's doing his thing. He had a monster game seven and against the Mavericks, even though that's not the series. You know, Kawhi's doing his thing. Um, Pandemic P is showing, like I said. I... I it's the percentage. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what's the issue with Paul George. You know, um, I believe... I think I said this at the very beginning of when we started this, but uh, he gets too much hate. He's still a very good player. He just doesn't show up in times when he really yeah. needs to show up. Yeah, I mean, they still have some bright spots. Reggie Jackson played well in game two. They have nothing on their bench. DeMarcus Cousins even played. They have nothing on their bench. Um, Pat Bev is out. Yeah. So there's your defense, kind of. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think the series is over. They play again tonight, which is uh, the 12th. Um, so, you know, by the time you're hearing this, that game is probably over. So, it's either 2 1 or 3 0. Yeah. Either way, it's the Jazz series to lose. It's Donovan Mitchell. Superstar. Last but not least, Nuggets versus Suns. After winning MVP. The Joker is down 3-0. I mean... Look, I took the Nuggets to win this series, but on a contingency that Chris Paul was not healthy. And I didn't think Chris Paul was going to get healthy. And I said that I would take the Suns, you can go back, if Chris Paul was healthy. And Chris Paul looks healthy. He didn't look healthy last series. He looks kind of healthy. I, like I'm excited for Jazz versus Suns. Yeah, I, I am too. I think it's gonna be a really good series. I mean, probably the, probably the best series in the West so oh, far. Oh, definitely. I Besides mean, the Mavericks and the Clippers, that was a really good series. I, I, I mean, Aiton is gonna be Aiton versus Gobert is gonna be a really good matchup. Book versus Mitchell. Book versus oh Mitchell. My. Those are like the two guys, you Just know. A bunch of young kids in Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, it's crazy. I who do you take in that? It's hard. Utah, Utah, and what? I don't think it can be lower I than. Know. I don't think it can, be, it can be lower than six. I would probably take Utah in six. I'm taking. But I'm taking Suns in seven. I'm taking Suns in seven. I think that. I think that series could go to a game seven. I mean, both those teams are very similar. They just beat you in so many different ways. It's gonna be like. And it's a battle of the coaches. I mean, two coach of the year candidates fighting each other. Dude, young players and Chris Paul. Other side, I think I still have the Bucks winning. I I think if they you get still their, do. I think if they get their three point shooting up, Bucks and six. Um, possibly seven, going up going up against the Sixers. Um, like I said, Sixers, Sixers and four in the finals. Yeah. Um, dude, it's getting exciting this year. This year's playoffs are. I complimented at the beginning, and I'm gonna compliment it again. So, so far, so good, you know. Um, oh, definitely. 
I don't. I can't remember watching a playoff that, or a series that, or just a playoff in general that every series I watched. Yeah, I you mean, know? every team has had their their reason to watch. Like there, there's some some to look for in every team. Um, like the Nuggets, it was it was so fun to just see Joker make opportunities for everyone, but now they're all missing. Um, True, and then I mean Jamal Murray was a big hit. Yeah, I I wonder how the series would go if they had Jamal Murray. I mean, it would be very interesting. Healthy Chris Paul, healthy Jamal Murray. I don't know. What do you think would happen? I mean, I would still have sons. Um, you know, Jamal Jamal makes a definitely the the best ball handler. Debatably, no, no, honestly, not the best scorer on the team. Debatably. If you have, if you yeah. have, if you have Jokic, yeah, maybe, yeah, it's very debatable. Um, you know, big impact. Their second best player. You know, at some some times, um, you know, there's Bubble Murray, but anyways, he's one of those players that is an all star caliber player at some points, but it's just not an all star. You know. Yeah, I mean, like in the playoffs, that, he shines. Speak about that, Devin Booker. The only times he's been an all star is when someone's gotten hurt. Like, that is so disrespectful, actually. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think he'll, he'll start to get the respect on his name now that uh, they're winning. But him, Lillard, always gets snubbed. I mean, he gets in, but he's gotten snubbed a few times. Like, last year, Anthony Davis should have not even been, you know, yeah. been a choice. Um, I don't think... I mean, I've, I talked to a bunch of a bunch of my boys, but, um, you know, some people say that Anthony Davis is a top-five player healthy i just don't see it not I, in I today's nba there are too many good it. players um but you know i love uh the young players are showing the new generation is coming yeah i mean lebron is still lebron and katie still katie curry still curry but you know there's players d book mitchell mm-hmm. tatum zion luca trey yeah. the next oh, generation i did not speak about trey oh, oh yeah yeah go oh, rant Let's see. Let's Trey. See first of all, I'm just gonna say this will always be known as being the worst player in the in the Luca trade. He'll always be under Luca's shadow. Luca will always shine over him. Um, you know he's hitting very. He hit like a couple logo threes in last night's game. I'm fine with that. If you're hitting logo threes. Take logo threes, you know. Not he's not going to shoot one hundred percent from the logo. Um, get a better haircut. Super ugly. Um, <laughs> dude, don't, don't attack his character like that, man. Get a you're 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 literally chanting yesterday. Trey, you're balding. Like nah, dude, that was a joke. Cause the Knicks, cause the God <laughs> almost just fell out of his chair. That was a joke. Cause the Knicks, uh, the Knicks were chanting that once. Yeah, I mean, Trey Young, I think it might just be because we're playing him, and he's very annoying with his calling for picks every... Like, if this was 2K, he's spamming picks every single yeah, play. Yeah, I get that. Every get single that. play, and either lobbing it or doing his little floater. Yeah, John Collins. Um, he uses John Collins a lot. Uh, Trey Young, the future of the Hawks. You know, he respect. He's he's a very small player. 
but he's using you know he's using it as advantages uh to shine over his disadvantages um quick can dribble his defense sucks his defense is terrible but yeah i mean offensively he's awesome he's a great distributor great scorer um the hawks like they're like one of those teams that are just one one other star away yeah except they don't have the money for another star no sadly um yeah, you were talking about this yesterday. I mean, of course we're not going to not talk about the, the NBA the entire week and then finally talk about it in the podcast. We usually yeah, try yeah, to yeah. keep really, um, you know, debates on the podcast for speaking about it for, for the first time, but John Collins is leaving. I think John Collins is gone. They can't pay him. They're already paying Capella, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, and Trey Young is on that cheap rookie contract, and they're going to have to pay him, obviously. Probably a max, so, maybe. Oh, Supermax. I Supermax? Mean, I, think, I, I, mean, I mean, I don't think you can get a Supermax on his first deal, but they're going to have to give him a max. And you then think Luka's going to get a Supermax? Yeah, I mean, you have to pay Luka Supermax. And then, um, so, I, they just don't have the money for John Collins. They could have traded him. He's a restricted free agent, so he had some value. Any team that got him could have uh, guaranteed keeping him if they wanted to sign him. So he had a lot of value at the trade deadline. They decided not to trade him and go for you know the title this year. I was too. I thought they I thought they were going to trade him, and they they went all in for this year. So they've got to beat Philly if you're a Hawks fan. Just to lose five one, it's crazy. Well, we'll <laughs> see what happens. Um. You got anything else to say? I don't. Um, Bucks, Bucks and six or seven, Sixers and five, Jazz and four, Jazz and four. I like it. Jazz and four. I like and it. Superstar. And four. Suns and four. MVP for what? <laughs> That's just, MVP it's just for going. It's just all MVP for going thirty-two, twenty, and ten. <laughs> Doesn't matter. His teammates sold. MVP going thirty-two, twenty, and ten. Anyways. That was a deeper look into every series. All right. That was uh, episode nine. You know, we went over the news and notes, took a deep look into every series. Um, shorter episode today, but I think it was pretty good. We we, we got to everything. Um, we were uh, debating often if we should do all NBA teams. Or like underrated, overrated. Yeah. Uh, playoff edition. Um, we'll probably save that for... A week where there's not as much to talk about. Do you know when the NBA teams come out? I feel like it's usually at the end. At the end. Um, it's usually at the end. Well, you know, in the conference finals week, um, yeah, there will be less going on. So, because you know, we'll only have two series to talk about. I know we we, I mean, we hinted at our, you know, our NBA teams to see if maybe Joel can get into the. A power forward spot or something like that. Yeah, does that? I don't, I don't, I don't think I, that happens. I don't know um, how that works, or if Jokic can be a power forward, but we'll see. Um, sure. It'll probably be like Giannis or Katie. Anyway, yeah. we'll save it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, yeah, probably like listening. Katie, Giannis. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all next week. See y'all next week.